So, we're not talking spoilers today, but chapter 87 spoilers have come out, full summaries, and holy free holy, son. Uh, you know, I would like to give you a spoiler warning, but like, if you listen to this show, you must know. I talk spoilers all the time. Black Frieza. Or is it Frieza Black? I'm going with Black Frieza. Way fucking funnier. Who would have saw that one coming? I mean, a lot of people saw Frieza factory in at the end, and, uh, I mean, I made jokes about him doing drive-bys a couple weeks ago, which, just saying, that's, uh, I wasn't too far off now, was I? <laughs> uh, we're not going to be talking about, uh, spoilers today. Very special episode from Black Frieza to Black Boma. So me and Rayshon talked to Black Boma a couple weeks ago. Patreon members, they've had this one for probably the last 10 days or so. So if you want to get stuff early, patreon.com slash Dragon Ball Superdope. Go support the show. Uh, also, you know, I suggest that you actually check this episode out on our YouTube channel. Uh, we did uh, film it through, you know, a Zoom conference, whatever. But we do go through Black Bulma's memes at a certain point, And uh, we do the screen share and all that. So uh, this might be a good one for you to go check out uh, on YouTube. Not only that. Um, Rayshon says some wild, wild shit in this episode. So you get to see me react to that as well. Um, so go check that out. Links in the show notes. Um, the Geekdom bump is real, by the way. Thank you to all the new listeners who are checking out the show. It is so fucking cool. Definitely appreciate you. But uh, that's all a long way to say if you're typically uh, an audio-only person, uh, go hit subscribe on the YouTube channel. We're about to hit 300 any day now. Probably sooner rather than later. Um, so go check it out. Special second extra episode this week. Uh, this Black Frieza shit, though, man. Whew. It's got, like, fanfic vibes a little bit. As did the end of uh, Dragon Ball Super Superhero, which I'll be going to see tomorrow. It's this Thursday night. I'm recording this. Me and Mike Norm going to see the sub tomorrow. I'm going to see the dub on Saturday with Victor. Cannot wait. But yeah, man. The, the fanfic vibes it's i talk about you know a fan in toyotaro being in charge largely of dragon ball now and how that's an interesting place for us to be but uh i don't know some of it seemed pretty cool i'm down with frieza getting more powerful not really down with the entire payoff of this arc i'll say that uh from a storytelling perspective to have frieza show up and just take care of literally everything for everybody, leave our heroes alone and totally intact for the most part. Ugh. I'll be doing a full manga breakdown next week with friend of the show, Mystair Fusion. If you never caught my original Mystair Fusion interview a couple of years back, please go check it out. It's one of my favorite episodes I've ever done on Super Dope. And if you need some more Dragon Ball material to listen to in the meantime, check out on YouTube in the meantime. I will leave a link to his uh, information in the show notes. Go get familiar with his material, because he is one of the few people that, uh, like, I mean, a lot of people give me a run for, like, Dragon Ball knowledge or whatever. A ton of people do, but he's, like, one of the most knowledgeable people I know in this fandom, and talks about it in a way that's just very relatable, and he's a very down-to-earth dude. I'm very excited to talk about uh, the manga with him next week, not only because he is who he is, but also... He never, ever, ever talks about new Dragon Ball shit. Very seldomly. I think the most recent Dragon Ball thing he's talked about is probably Dragon Ball Super Broly. Uh, he never talks about manga stuff. He usually does really good deep dives into the manga and anime. So go, go check out his channel. You'll get a full 
uh, you know, breakdown of pretty much whatever you want in Dragon Ball. He's done it. That'll be next week. Uh, enjoy this interview with Black Boma. We did record it at the beginning of the month, long before the spoilers came out. So uh, understand that there's a point in here where we're theorizing, and we got no idea about Frieza coming back and uh, being a different color. You know what I mean? Why black? Is it because gold is kind of actually a soft element when you think about it? You could bite on that shit. Black is more like uh, onyx or granite or I don't know. Frieza. Fucking Frieza. Make sure you go check this one out on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. I definitely appreciate all the new people who are checking out the show lately. Let's keep it going. Share it with your other Dragon Ball friends. And uh, yeah, that's how we grow here. Super dope. Welcome into Dragon Ball Super Dope. My name is Kyle. Thank you for checking this out. We are still in the midst of a five year anniversary month. August 2022 marks five years of Super Dope. So in a series of special episodes this month, I am joined today by my friend Rayshawn. Rayshawn, what's up, dude? How are you? What's good, everybody? How you guys doing? I'm doing pretty good. Hell yeah, man. Usually Rayshawn's on for the manga review each month, but here she joins me today to talk to a content creator you're probably familiar with. Uh, if you're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, pretty much anywhere. You probably know her as Black Boma on the meme pages. She's the woman behind the memes. Welcome to Super Dope, our friend Tay. Tay, how are you? Hi, I'm doing good. I thank you guys. Yeah, I'm pretty know what my some some of my memes are crazy. Some of them are super dope, but I do appreciate everybody who supports them either way. So I appreciate you having me on. No, absolutely. So I definitely wanted to chat with you because I see I'm I'm active on Facebook myself, so I've seen your content be shared in a bunch of different Dragon Ball fan groups and things like that. And for whatever reason, I would always think like, first of all, Black Boma, cool name. Second of all, like that is pretty cool. What's cool about your, what's cool about your content is that no matter what you post, it seems to uh, get people to engage in some kind of conversation about whatever it is you post. And like, sometimes I see the things and I'm like, yeah, it's kind of like a common statement, but like sometimes it's worded in a way where somebody just has to chime up in the comment section. And then before you know it, you've got all this activity on a post. So I want to talk to you all about your content creation stuff and, and everything in that, those regards and like whatever it else is you're doing that I'm not aware of outside of the meme because I know there's other things as well. But I like to do the getting to know you stuff as like a Dragon Ball fan first. So, uh, so I typically ask these questions of any content creator I have the opportunity to interview. But the other day I was talking to Rayshawn about this very set of mm. questions. and. Uh-huh. uh Rayshon was like, what the fuck, man? Uh, you didn't do that for me back when we first started making podcasts. <laughs> At all. I mean, At all. whatever, man. Give me a break. So what we'll do is I'll roll through these questions, but I fully expect Rayshon to chime in with his answers as well. My answers, okay. I'll probably give them back, but I, I say them all the time. So uh, let's see. Of all your... Uh, I don't want to do the favorites yet. I want to do your origin story before we get to the favorites, though. Okay. Tell me about how you got into Dragon Ball in the first place. Uh, how'd you find it? Who m- might have shown it to you? What was it about it that? What was it about it that resonated overall? Um, so I kind of have like a two-parter story, like for Dragon Ball. I grew up watching Dragon Ball with my twin brother. We watched episode for episode, like every any other Dragon Ball fan, like you know, that's older, not the new gen now, who can like go on Funimation and literally binge watch all of the fucking yeah. episodes. <laughs> 
Um, but I grew up kind of watching the episode for episodes. So I remember the Freezer saga, Goku going Super Saiyan for the first time, man, uh, Gohan, you know, going Super Saiyan too. So um, I grew up watching it, but I didn't become a true fan of it until like my adult age and kind of like um, I, I went on, I had a weight loss journey that I was going on. So I was literally like binge watching Dragon Ball episodes. I put it on my TV and I would work out and just like watch, watch it. And it was like super motivational. So after that, I just like totally fell in love with it. And now I'm just like a super dope fan. I follow everything about it. I follow the manga. I follow the movie. I follow everything about it. So it's really like me growing up, up watching it and then kind of like incorporating Dragon Ball into like my personal life. So it's kind of like an inspiration per se, especially since Goku is like my favorite character. I love him as a character. He's very inspirational. Um, he he just gives like the the essence of never wanting to give up, and I love that about him. So that's why, and um, you know, so I mean, everybody knows he's my favorite character. Like that's not like anything new. But uh, Goku's literally my he's like my inspiration. Like you know, he's a very like he pushes on, and and that's pretty much yeah my origin story. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so you take like the. Uh... The thing that you liked as a kid, you and your brother watched together and like you kept up with it each episode, whatever. And that's pretty cool. And like, obviously, a lot of us had that similar sort of uh, experience watching Toonami back in the day. But right. for you to then like reintroduce Dragon Ball into your life in a different way that helps it give, it helps you get all this extra motivation on your weight loss journey. It's fucking cool. Um, right, right. Kind of understand. I think that's like, the first time I've ever heard someone say that, like for weight loss. That's really? a pretty cool idea, though. I feel like I see a bunch of dudes on Instagram who are like super jacked and then they have like some kind of Super Saiyan shirt on and I'm like, all right, I get it, bro. You're training to go insane or whatever the fuck. But like, I feel like that's different. Like those guys could have been jacked first and put the shirt on. She found motivation to keep going and pushing through it by watching Dragon Ball. It was just like watching it. It was just like, because I would put it on, even if I, even even if, I mean, even I couldn't hear it because I had on headphones, but I was watching the Freezer Saga and I was just watching Goku like train and he like going like a hundred times, the earth gravity, sweating. And I'm just like, you know, I'm just running on the truck because I have, I have like gym equipment here in my apartment. So I'm just like running on the treadmill. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, of course I can't train like that. But it's just like, it's motivating. A lot of people who watch Dragon a lot of, to be honest, a lot of Dragon Ball fans are very much gym rats. Like they, I don't know, like I, every Dragon Ball fan I, I know, like they, they go to the gym, they work out, things like that. So it's not really surprising like that I know a lot of people who have also had Dragon Ball like as, as a type of kind of like inspiration. So um, it's really kind of cool that, you know, Dragon Ball provides that like kind of um, inspiration of people to want to get healthy, get up and work out and things like that. So, yeah, that's kind of why I fell in love with it, like for right now. That's pretty cool. It inspired me to at least sit my ass down and make some podcasts and <laughs> not go to the gym. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk favorites uh, of all the Dragon Ball series. Which would you say is your favorite? My favorite, of course, will always be Dragon Ball Z. Um, the original will always be because it's just it, it screams nostalgia. Like um, I'm loving Super right now only because of the manga. Um, but Dragon Ball Z for me, when I watch it, it's just it's just I get hype every time watching Goku go up against Frieza, the Cell Saga, the Blue Saga, all the little moments, all the the old. For me, like I love the old style of anime sailor moon cowboy bebop type like dbz old style type anime 
So when I watch okay. Dragon Ball Z, it's kind of like a nostalgic type. Because to be honest, I didn't grow up in the 80s. I didn't grow up with OG Dragon Ball. That wasn't my starter. I actually started with Dragon Ball Z. I had to go back and watch OG Dragon Ball because I didn't even know it existed. I grew up watching Dragon Ball Z Kai. So it's kind of like I didn't even know. But like Dragon Ball Z was literally my my starter. So it was kind of like um, that's how it, it, you know, it, it got to be my favorite. And only because like Goku going Super Saiyan, it's just something about like it just like as a little girl i remember like and all dragon ball z fans can kind of attest to this that feeling especially ones who 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 grew up watching not the one again not the ones that has like can watch it on funimation or whatever but the ones who ran home you the episode came on where krillin got packed up and frieza you know frieza packed krillin up and then we saw go this it's like only a select only a select it's crazy because only a select group of Dragon Ball fans can relate to that. Not all Dragon Ball, like like me. If I if I started watching Dragon Ball Z right now, I'm not going to feel what a like a person growing up watching it can feel because I it's not going to feel like I know Goku's a Super Saiyan without even watching Dragon Ball Z. Growing up watching Dragon Ball Z, we didn't know anything about what the fuck. What was a Super Saiyan? Like that sounded crazy. I mean, we heard Vegeta say something about it, we didn't care, but when we grew up and we saw it. It was absolutely like amazing. So that's the reason why it's probably my favorite. Just like the memories and nostalgia and things like that. So yeah. Nostalgia heavy. So you started off as a dub kid. Are you still a dub kid to this day? Or have you like transitioned over to subs now that Super's done well? I guess now it's all been uh dubbed, but mm-hmm. sometimes well, when people thought a lot of times when people were watching the week to week super episodes, they were like, I'm used to watching it in Japanese now. I just like it in Japanese. Yeah, yeah. But you're still sticking with the dub. I actually did not watch Super and Dub. I actually recently, I was late watching Super because um, I didn't watch Super when it first came out. I watched Super when I went on my weight loss journey, which was about like, like I'll say it was a, well, yeah, like 2019-ish, I believe, or 20. Yeah, it was kind of like 2019, 2020-ish. I watched Super. So it was after, I didn't watch it episode for episode. I binge watched it. So um, I watched it. It was already dubbed. So I, I've never watched one episode of Dragon Ball Z or Super or OG Dragon Ball. And, and so I watched it all dubbed. Um, so me, mm-hmm. I'm always going to be a dub watcher. That's the reason why I can't watch Dragon Ball Super Heroes, because yeah, some people tell me it's cool, but I don't know. I just can't. And, and again, I'm not that type of person that's hating on the cell. Like I, I give her props. She's been voicing dra- uh, Goku for a fucking century. So it, I don't never, you know, really... Hate on Masako, but me personally, I'm a Sean Shemmel type of girl. I love Sean Shemmel, you know, all of those, all the goats, because that's who I grew up with. So that's basically, I'm, I'm always going to love Dub Dragon Ball Z. Like, it's, 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 it's amazing. It is just fucking wild to me that you've never seen an episode subbed, really. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Damn it. Brayshawn. Sometimes, but not, I've never watched a full episode of Sub Dragon Ball. That is absolutely crazy. I mean, I grew up watching, like, I got exposed to it, dub stuff first, but when they were in the middle of that loop on the Frieza saga, and it's like we never saw the end of it, and they just kept replaying that for like two and a half years, I was fortunate enough to come into some bootleg tapes, so I started watching the Cell saga, the Majin Buu saga and stuff. I got used to Japanese, uh, I got used to the Japanese voice cast at a very young age, so I got nostalgia for both, honestly, but... I mean, historically speaking, that DBZ funny dub from back in the day is not great. They did a way better job when they <laughs> redid Kai. Um, yeah. Rayshon, 
Let me uh, ask you the same question. I'm not. I'm not sure. I imagine you'd have to say Dragon Ball Z. You're also a dub kid. That's no. my guess. That's how we make this fun. What? I guess it's like the newlyweds game now. But like, how well do I know Rayshon after two years of doing podcasts or whatever? I've said this multiple times. My favorite series of Dragon Ball has to be OG, and the main reason because I my favorite version of goku because goku's my favorite character too is um is um child but baby goku or young goku Goku. kid goku you're looking for chibi right that what you're looking for (laughs) i couldn't think of a word i wanted i was like something connects with this better but i couldn't think of it but i love kid goku kid goku is my preferred goku especially since i i think og dragon ball makes him more of the main character where dragon ball z makes him more of like a support character it seems like they're taking them out of the story a lot in my opinion people can have their own different versions of that um yeah that's pretty much it on that og dragon ball yeah i'm with you on that og dragon ball for me too and that's one like yute i didn't watch it until i was like an adult already like me too i didn't early 20s i think i watched the series for the first time the whole way through but i had read the manga because it when I was a kid, it was still coming out like individually, individual issues. Uh-huh. And my dad would go to the comic book store. I'd go with him and get my Dragon Ball comics every whatever month or whatever it was. Um, yeah. Yeah, I got to go OG Dragon Ball, though. Some of the best stories are in there. Uh, Tay, what would you say is your favorite arc in Dragon Ball overall? Oh, that's so hard because it switches so much. Right now, um, I want to say I'm still going to stick with the Cell Saga only because like for me, like I love the sagas where everybody's involved like directly. Like, of course, the Cell Saga was majority about Gohan, but I like I love when the characters are all involved and they're included and they like the Z fighters, like, you know, uh, Krillin and Yamcha Tien, everybody like they play their part. Like there's a moment for Tien, like, you know, and there's moments for all the characters, except, I mean, of course, up until Gohan, you know, come, you know, does what he has to do. But I just love the pacing of the Cell Saga. Um, I love Cell, and I just love, um, I love, like, the 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 chemistry of the characters. And um, I love, it was, like, also, like, it was another saga I watched when I worked out because I love like Goku. Like there was a lot of speeches there. I love when speeches happen. Like when Goku <laughs> talked to his son, telling him like, "Yeah, Gohan, you got this. Don't don't worry about it." And then you have sixteen speech. It's just like I love speeches so much because a little they're very much inspiring. So uh, I'll say that yeah, right now because it always switches between the Cell Saga and the Moral Saga. Those are both my favorites. But right now, I'm gonna say the Cell Saga for right now. Damn, Moro as a second backup pick. All right, that's I, oh, I didn't expect that in a million years. But a lot of the stuff that too. you said you like about the Cell Saga, I'd say you can definitely see in Moro as well. In terms of yeah. getting everybody involved, that's some of my favorite stuff about the Moro arc is yeah. expanded cast. It's not just Goku and Vegeta kicking shit to yeah. like some evil villain for 30 chapters. Uh, what are we going through right now? <laughs> For real, dude. Oh, man. We have to talk about granola. We'll definitely get to that shit pile. Uh, I'm with you, though. Sal's probably always my favorite. I Yeah, pretty much never not my favorite. Ray, what do you think? Mm, see, now I feel like 
I'm about to get a little hate because actually Cell Saga for the longest has been I've considered that the worst arc. I just thought I just hate that arc for some reason. I don't know. Wait, I prefer the Android arc before it. Okay, then... I mean when I say the Cell arc personally, I'm thinking everything from the time Trunks shows up and slices Frieza in half to Gohan finishing Cell off. That's what I consider the Cell arc. <laughs> like See, the pl- I, I stuff I love about the Cell arc is from Android. Because the Boat Saga does the same thing. Like you got the tournament, and you got when they went in the Bobbity's, you know, thing, and then you, it's like many little arcs. So the Cell Saga really all the Boo arc. Yes, yeah. it's 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 all. Like Dragon Ball Z for me is four right, arcs. Then. Okay, it's four uh, arcs. It's Vegeta, Frieza, Cell, <laughs> Boo. All the shit that happens in between. Sure, those are all mini smaller arcs within the bigger arc. But those are the four big arcs in Dragon Ball Z. Well, see, I just like to split it up so I don't have to say I hate the whole arc. I like the Android part of it, but oh. you know, if y'all want me to add it all together, I don't like the whole arc, and it's it's a petty reason why I don't like it. So <laughs> it's like I just don't like the fact that. It kind of switched over the main character to Gohan, and I'm like, I'm just not a Gohan fan. Yeah. What? Well, Actually, I, I hate Gohan. <laughs> that is what I just cannot. I really like Gohan. Gohan either, but I have a cup with him on my. Or he's on my cup. But the crazy thing is, I love playing with him in the games. He's actually really good in the games. But um, as a character, I fucking hate him. Um, I would have to say my favorite art would probably have to be. Frieza are the first world tournament with Jackie Chu. Those two, the Frieza arc. Why I like the Frieza arc because you get Frieza is one of my favorite anime villains ever. I think he's one of the funniest characters ever. He says some of the most racist, funniest shit. Like it's just hilarious. Frieza. Oh, Frieza is fucking hilarious to me. I don't. People have their own opinions. I remember being scared of Frieza. Like, I was super scared of Frieza. Like, Frieza was, like, scary to me. As a little girl, like, watching him do all this shit, and you never knew what was going to happen. Like, I didn't see Frieza as funny. You talk about, like, did you grow up watching Dragon Ball Z? Are you a new... And I always have to tell the difference between Dragon Ball fans. Are you one who binge-watched it because everything's done now, or did you grow up watching it? Oh, shit. You're getting called out, Ray. What is it? I watched the Saiyan. I watched the Saiyan arc while growing up. I didn't watch the Frieza arc. I don't know exactly when I watched the so Frieza you, arc, like, but it was current, probably when I was in high school. Current day Frieza is definitely very funny, but it's only yeah. because he's already been overcome, and our and our heroes can keep him in check. You know what I mean? But like yeah. back then, when you didn't know what was happening, and he just showed up to Namek right. and just started slaughtering all the Namekians to find the Dragon Balls. Yeah, that shit felt like the like. Everyone says there's like a horror movie kind of aspect to the beginning of the Cell Saga with Imperfect Cell running around, uh, draining everybody's power and stuff. Same sort of feeling in that early Namek arc when Frieza's just showing up, flying around, being like, what's up? You got Dragon Balls? Oh, you don't want to say anything? Boom, you're dead. Like, that was scary shit. I don't think I really... I don't think I really um, found Frieza that scary. I don't know. I don't really think he did anything too crazy in that arc, I guess. That I can remember. That's and like, oh, Frieza that was crazy. the fucking Frieza saga. You didn't see that what Frieza did crazy in the in the Frieza saga. I mean, not <laughs> if you're going from Bro, the sand art. If you're going from the sand art to the Frieza art, I don't see anything that was like, oh my god, Frieza was 
so crazy. I don't know. Freezer packed up. Yeah. You know, Freezer packed up Krillin. He packed up Dende. He did all types of stuff. He killed a bunch of side characters. I don't. I, I don't know. I didn't do anything crazy. You just killed a bunch of people. You you gotta be a villain. You you like bad guys, don't you? I I mean, Boo would be more, I guess, more villainous than Frieza, in my opinion. I don't know. I just felt like Frieza was was hilarious. I don't know. To me, they're both kind of evil, but yeah. I'll let you win on a secret about Rayshawn, man. Me and him do another podcast together where we like roll through advice on Reddit, like advice posts, and we answer them with our friend Kelly. And yeah. sometimes Rayshawn just comes out with the wildest, most evil, angry shit, seemingly out of nowhere, delivered in a very calm tone and demeanor. And then we think <laughs> about what he says and we're like, wait a minute, what the fuck did you just say? And he just had like exactly that same type of moment just now. And he's like, Frieza didn't even do anything that bad. Who cares? Why do you think that was a big deal? No, I know a person who likes evil characters when I see them. Because there's certain people who are anime fans who, who you ask on their favorite character, they send people like, um, you know, the, the most evil people you could think of. And I was just like, that's your favorite character? Like, I, <laughs> I don't know. Them. I feel like I'm on the... I guess this don't work with Frieza, but most of the times the villains in anime are all, are usually heroes in their own way. They just go about it in a different way. I think you this mean... This doesn't work with Frieza. I said that in the beginning. No. But in most yeah. anime, it does. I think you mean like some characters or some villains can be like sympathetic, and then there's other things called anti-heroes who... Like Hero Killer Stain and Boko no Hero Academia. I That's why like, he's Stain. You would consider him a bad guy because he goes out and kills heroes. No way. I but mean, he's only killing the good. He's only killing the shitty heroes. If you're a shitty person pretending to be a hero, you got to go. I can't wait till that season comes back, sort of. Except I don't know how I'm going to handle doing episodes for that on top of all this other shit but whatever i digress we're talking about also i had another oh i think you kind of brought it up a little bit earlier but you watch that shit was on speed anyway i'm sorry go ahead oh what i was gonna ask um, do you watch you watch a lot of different anime or just really dragon ball oh i watch a lot of other anime i like right now um i just finished bungle stray dogs i, I just well, i'm watching one piece i'm reading spy family I'm about to reread Naruto. Um, I watch a, a bunch of like the AOT Black Clover at one point. Oh, you're Black watched, Clover I, fan? I watched okay. I watched everything. Like a lot of I do one thing I do get like the question a lot is, are you a Dragon Ball Z exclusive? Like, do you watch nothing? I'm like, bro, I'll probably watch all the anime you've watched. But the <laughs> thing is, because I'm a I'm a Dragon Ball content creator and I also get paid for it, it's kind of like it's kind of like a three I, I enjoy it I'm a content creator and I get paid so that's what I'm gonna talk about like people you know I get sponsors and stuff so yeah I'm gonna talk about Dragon Ball because a lot of people enjoy it. I have a big Dragon Ball fan base a lot of people who so you know support me and they, they love to talk about it you know so of course I'm gonna you know talk about but I sometimes I talk about like a, a side, anime aside I just finished watching the boys so I was talking to my Facebook friends about that show which was kind of crazy but i watch pretty much everything aside from dragon ball i just talk about dragon ball the most because that's my bread and butter right now <laughs> uh, i mean i'm kind of in that similar kind of situation like i don't watch very many anime but 
I do just make content pretty much just about Dragon Ball. Like, Rayshon does a bunch of different animes on his show, but yeah, I'm just like, no, Dragon Ball's what I know. It's what I'm comfortable talking about. Like, if I had to talk about, I mean, I can do it for My Hero Academia, too. I've done a bunch of podcasts about that, I guess. I guess that counts. I keep forgetting about that, but uh-huh. it's, uh, sometimes you just, like, know your strengths, and you stick to it, and you know what resonates with people. Like, I was jumping around to a different anime every other week. There'd be no yeah, such yeah. thing as a consistent audience, you know what I mean? Yeah, so, I mean, it's, 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 it kind of depends, you know, like, if it, it depends. Like, some people are, like, only watch one anime, some people watch a lot of other anime. Like, me, I get a lot of slack, because People assume that I only watch Dragon Ball. He's like, oh, that's all you talk about. You don't talk about nothing else. And I'll be like, I don't want to talk about nothing else. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love Dragon Ball. So that's what I'm going to talk about. If you get mad, block me. <laughs> Meanwhile, I embrace that exact idea. I'm just like, yeah, all I talk about is Dragon Ball. Especially so I, when you're more knowledgeable in one anime. I wouldn't want to keep trying to bounce back yeah, and forth. Yeah, I'm very knowledgeable. To... One thing I do is I piss people off because of my how. One thing I can do. And maybe we could talk about that. I piss a lot of people off, especially with my content. Oh, really? Man, so, man, you're a girl and you know what you're talking about. At what? a certain point, we're going to take a look at your Instagram feed in this episode. So maybe if you've got any examples in the comment sections, we could check out if you're telling somebody to shut the fuck up with facts. Yeah. I, take don't a look. Rather, I don't never really reply. It's really just the replies to me. I don't never reply to them because I try to keep it professional sometimes. But, like, the comments that I get, like, they're crazy, bro. It's, it's like being a, I'm a girl, I'm a, I'm a woman, I'm a black woman, I'm a Dragon Ball fan, and I'm a Goku fan. Those are the four things that have, I have, like, four swords in my back right now. Literally. <laughs> Those are the four swords that I have. I, I can't, I can't win. But, oh, damn. Yeah. I feel you on that. So, favorite characters, Goku. Favorite villain overall? Favorite villain is definitely, definitely, it will probably be, again, I go between Cell and Moro. So right now it's Cell. I love, I love Cell. I love Cell's personality, his, his cockiness, his just like, the most iconic thing is like, listen, y'all weaklings, <laughs> I'm going to let y'all train. Because, you know, I could, I could destroy y'all right now, but I ain't going to do that to y'all. I'm going to let y'all train and I'm going to sit here. For, I don't know, I think it was like a week, I forget. Ten fucking days, he just stands yeah, there like this. He's like, you guys aren't strong like enough yet. <laughs> arms twisted. Like, also, you know, and then he's just like sitting there like, I'm like, you know, t- go ahead and train and, and then get back with me. And then if you need to impress me, kind of like like thing. It's like a Beerus type thing. You know, Beerus was like, well, I want a super seeing God right now. If not, I'm gonna destroy all of you. It was kind of kind of remind like when, when we got introduced to Beerus, it reminded me of the Cell Saga a little bit because Cell was like, Yeah, I could destroy all of y'all right now, but you know what? I'm gonna give y'all some time to kind of, you know, get powerful, do what you gotta do, and then you know, spin the block. So that's why I like Cell is just like, you know, he's I just love Cell's personality. That's funny. And Rayshawn, you're picking Freezer for your favorite villain, I have to imagine. Most there. All right, good, good. What about your favorite movie? What's your favorite Dragon Ball movie? Uh, mm. I would say my favorite Dragon Ball movie right now is probably Dragon Ball Super Broly. Um, it was, um, I love the um, Tree of Might because um, I love like the graphics and everything like that. But right now, Dragon Ball Super Broly, I've seen it. I Honestly, I've seen Dragon Ball Super Broly probably, I wouldn't even exaggerate enough if I say like 50 times. 
Because Damn. the only thing we clinging on right now, because I, t- I, I just, I don't know what it is about Dragon Ball Super, Bro- about the Broly movie that's like, it's amazing. The graphics and the best, my favorite parts is Vegeta versus Broly. I can watch that that fight right now. Actually, I might watch that shit tonight. I don't know. But I can watch that fight <laughs> so many times. Like, Gogeta versus Broly was cool. But Vegeta versus Broly... It's something about that battle that just be having me hype as shit. Like, so, yeah, Dragon Ball Super Broly is my favorite one right now. They had to put some extra on that fight because, you know, everybody walked into that movie being like, great, how's Vegeta going to cry about Broly this time? He's just going to sit around like oh, a little yeah. baby. So <laughs> they, they had to, to give him a fight. <laughs> yeah, they wasn't going to have Vegeta do what he did in the, in the old Broly movie. They were going to have him do something. They, they mm-hmm. definitely was. I'm glad that they did. Vegeta deserves it, so. Thank God. Rayshon, what's your favorite Dragon Ball movie? It's hard for me to pick, but I'm gonna um, simplify. I might put a new, um, basically the new gen of um, Dragon Ball movies. I like the Beerus one the most because I felt like he just brought in a whole new usher of power levels, different villain. I mean, different lore, basically, to the Dragon Ball Z universe. Um. For the old movies, I basically like all the ones where you got Piccolo comes in and saves Gohan out of nowhere. That know. was majority <laughs> of them. That garlic <laughs> That's like oh, seriously oh. the first eight movies. Yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> you know, wait, yo, I just realized that because when I, I did a binge watching them, all the old Z movies, and the majority of them is like Gohan getting kidnapped, packed up. And Piccolo comes in out of nowhere and like stays. <laughs> it took Every me like I don't know, one. like the second time rewatching that to realize I was like, okay. But they basically did it while I guess while Piccolo was kind of like the second character in like oh. in terms of the um story. Yeah, yeah. but he, he does it even again in like the Broly movie. Uh I think he does it in the Bojack movie for a second. Oh. Mm-hmm. Uh he does it definitely in the first garlic movie. <laughs> like Yep. all that like it's it's seriously man the formula for early dragon ball movies is one of my most favorite predictable like comfort formulas i'm like yeah man give me that shit all day with those 90s anime aesthetics yes please amazing into that amazing so i don't know if this question is going to translate as well as i expected now that i know that you're pretty much just a dub kid but i'll fuck it i'll ask it anyway uh, what's okay. your favorite uh, series opening song? Because I'm a musician, I'm big into music. I I sing these songs to myself all day. Um, dang, that's hard. Uh, I want to say "Rock the Dragon." Oh, Dark Horse pick. Word, good call. <laughs> I love because "Rock the Dragon" will get you so hyped, bro. Like, man, when I used to work out, bro, "Rock the Dragon" and 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 um. What was the other one? Uh, I think it was the GT opener. I forget. But Rock the Dragon was definitely my favorite. Like, I will, I will listen to that over and over and over again. Like, I, I love that one. So I'll say Rock the Dragon is my favorite. Good pick. And, like, as a dub kid, honestly, that's the only uh, dub song that I absolutely loved growing up. I have to ask, mm-hmm. though, the GT song that you're thinking of, it's not that one that it's like, step into the grand tour. It's not that, right? Yeah. No, way. I think that is that one. That uh, one was not, you know, like... Damn, dude. <laughs> the GT dub and the music, especially the music. I forget who did it. Like, Vic Menza, maybe, is his name. Who fucking cares? It's the... Some of the it's, he tried to do the Wait, Bruce Falconer thing without any Bruce Falconer talent. 
Yeah, Bruce Falconer, amazing. Like, oh my God, like, Lord, I wish they brought Bruce Falconer music to Super, but, you know, they weren't going, they didn't want to bring Peak. But other than that, like, yeah, definitely Rock the Dragon. I can't my- stand Bruce Falconer, but I can Was respect he the one that was what he put together. No, that's uh, okay. yeah, uh, Ken. Uh, I forget, but you're thinking of the person oh. who like ripped off Journey and shit for a bunch of different. Uh, he did some movie scores actually. I think he no, he was the person that did Kai. I think I don't know what it is either. I forget. Um, I think that Rock the Dragon holds up. Step into the Grand Tour, not so much. Uh, Ray, what's do you know? Do you have a preference? I feel like you don't ever comment on music when we talk about shit. Because um, I'm one of those people who like, because, oh, because it's really cool because I've been trying to find this thing because Netflix have it where you can just skip the um the intro or. um. That's <laughs> old news, but yeah. All right. So, but this you just a, this, skip um, the intro all no, the time. No, this anime website I have actually allows you to do that. Like anytime the theme song comes up, it'd be like, skip. I'd be like, oh my God, I've been waiting. Oh, animation ain't do that yet. <clears throat> I don't know what animation is waiting for. I'm waiting I for Crunchyroll really to finish taking them the over. Point of theme songs. I think they're uh-huh. kind of, I don't know. But if I had to pick one, I guess I'll say the OG Dragon Ball, but I couldn't tell you none of the words. <laughs> Man, I am so heartbroken by everything you just said, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> but. All right, well, see I know the Ta. Ain't it like Ta, Chala? I know the Chala one. Oh, the Chala. Yeah, you guys get it. I know that one. That's a good one. All right, fine. That's an acceptable pick after you said all that stuff about you not liking music and hurting my feelings. But well, I don't watch it in any anime. So if I played you a song right now, are you gonna be like upset and try to hit the skip intro button on me? Well, you don't like the Naruto one? Have you watched Naruto? I watched Naruto. I just don't like things. I just don't like themes. So I just find them as a, a waste of time. Like I'm like, I want to see the anime. What is this? <laughs> He's like, I don't know. Yo, Kelly does that same shit, man. And I yell at her all the time. I'm like, it's when you consume an episode of anime, I feel like it's necessary. I do like you need the to intro to the set theme? it up. I don't know. Yeah, dude, it's like less than ninety seconds in most cases. Get you in the mood. Get you hyped, and then you watch the outro afterwards. And then if you're watching it week to week. Hopefully, there's a preview for next week's episode. You get to like chill while the outro music plays, and then it's like dun 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 dun, and then it's like you do a show. Come on, man. You ever watch you a show? Yeah, I I I, I don't watch the themes in any of them. If you you a show over there, bro. All right. Well, I even like on the Netflix. I've never watched any of the openings on. I just don't. I just find it to be a waste of time. Like, what is when when you go to see a Marvel movie? Make it go within the the show or something. When you go to see a Marvel movie, information you don't need. When you go to see a Marvel movie, do you sit through the credits and watch the post credit scene? Well, I'm forced. I can't just go to the screen and press next. Like, like, like. Oh, yeah, bro. One thing I learned, and I, I learned that lesson once, is when you go see a Marvel movie and you walking out the theater, everybody going to be looking at you while you walk out. I never make that mistake. You, was this, you are a spot. I did that shit. I forget what I went to go see. Um, and everybody looking at you and they probably like, yeah, this idiot, she don't understand someone, something's coming up. So I was just like, I ain't never doing that shit again. I'll stay all the way to the end. 
Because they show like the opening clips, huh? Was it like the opening day? Yeah. Yeah. I can feel it. They just look at you and they'd be like, yeah. She she know damn well you're supposed to stay here and watch these three extra clips after this 20 minute of fucking captions throw down. Exactly. So like I've had that exact experience, people just staring at me as I get up during the Marvel credits, but little do they know. I just sat through a three-hour fucking Marvel movie, man. I got a rock of piss real bad. So I run to the bathroom, and then I run back. And everyone's like, oh, no, he just had to pee. It's okay. He's not an idiot. It's like a second, <laughs> it's like a second phase right. to that experience. All right, so w- let's wrap up the music, and then I want to ask you some stuff about making content. But the music, okay. ending song, favorite ending song from Dragon Ball. Ending? I don't think I remember a lot of the endings. Because you fucking skip them. All right, cool. Because yeah, I be going to the next. I, I really I'm go more to the intro. next episode. Intro. Yeah, I'm like him. I'm more intro than outro. If you play some, maybe I know. But for for me, like I was more intro. I'm even with any anime. I'm more of an intro watcher than now because I'm be trying to, especially at the end on a good note. I'm like man, this outro. Where I'm trying, you know. And then the outro always tell you what's gonna happen in the next episode. I don't be wanting to see that. Oh, I actually do have an outro now that I think about it. Get out of here. What do you think? I'll give you romance. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, romance. Oh, yeah. OG Dragon Ball. That's a good one. I'm going to go with Fuck that one, too. That pick just gave me goosebumps, man. I'm so proud that you just picked that song. And now it's going to be stuck in my head for the rest of this chat. That was a good one. Tay, what got you into the meme game in the first place? Like, what um, what made you realize you were good at making content that people shared or whatever? So I guess um, I started, like, it's kind of like a whole journey. And it all started from Facebook. Um, I used to share just, like, really funny, like, gifts and, like, funny posts on my Facebook and then I realized a lot of my Facebook friend, friends were anime fans. So I'm like, oh, shit, like these people, they love anime. So that's when I started posting anime stuff. And I was like, OK, well, everybody loves anime. Let me start, you know, rewatching anime and watching anime. So we used to talk about anime and stuff. And then I, that's when I was doing my weight loss journey and I started watching Dragon Ball. So I made a Twitter and I would just like talk about my thoughts on Dragon Ball, give my thoughts or about something like I, I watched the Broly movie out for the first time and uh like I was tweeting about that so I would transfer my tweets screenshot them and then post them on my Facebook and people would love them and I was just like oh shit like okay well you know this, <laughs> this is working out <laughs> okay so the people were sharing my tweets I had a friend um he's a really good friend of mine um he actually he actually created my black Bulma page because I had no idea how to create a Facebook like page or whatever. So um I would just post my tweets on there. I wasn't actually making memes. I was just making like I would just say funny stuff like talk about Gohan Sandman outfit and then people would share it and like it and you know, or I'll give my take on something and people would be like get super mad. So um <clears throat> what actually made me start making memes. I feel like everybody was doing the whole tweet thing. So I was like, let me make some creative thing. I want, I want, I don't want to be like everybody else. I want to kind of stand out. I want to be different. I want people to, when they see a meme, that's Black Woman. Like okay. she made that. I like, like for me, because I um I don't know if you guys know DBZ exclusives. I follow him. If you mm-hmm. ever see any of his memes, you know it's a DBZ exclusive meme. So it's kind of like for me, it's like I felt I got inspiration from that. I was like, I want 
my memes to that's a black woman. And I've seen that some people comment, they're like, oh yeah, this, that, this is so, when people say that in my comments, they're like, oh yeah, I, I knew this was Black woman from a mile away. It took me a while to get to that route because I was experimenting with like different, how I wanted to format my memes, how I wanted to, what I wanted to say. Another thing I do um, with my memes is it has to be an attention grabber. So I do, the, I, I get the most like things that I know people would like, um, color, um, you know, and then I give my take. It might be a wild take, but uh, I'm all about analytics and, and things like that. So I want people to engage. That's the point of it. I don't want you to just look at my meme and be like, oh, okay. That's why I can say like a statement. Like, um, I'm, I would never say something like, because it's a wham. But for example, if I say, oh, Gohan went Super Saiyan 2 in a cell saga, like I would say something like, um, you know, something outlandish that'll grab people's attention and it would, you know, or I'll say like, oh, Gohan going Super Saiyan 2 was way stronger than Vegeta. And then the Vegeta fans will get mad like, oh, no, but Vegeta did that. You know, I try to, I, I have to grab my audience because, you know, people will scroll. They'll, I want, I want people to look at my content and I want them to in, enjoy, interact and debate, but also just have fun and just know that, yeah, that's Black woman. And that's kind of what like got me into creating my own memes now and creating my own layouts. I do edits. I do kind of like all types of stuff just to try to make something that I've created and I've touched like look perfect. So that's kind of what I'm still kind of learning how to do this stuff, but it's been pretty good so far. A lot of my memes have been posted by a lot of big creators. I've seen my stuff on YouTube. I've seen my memes on um, TikToks and people send people send me my own memes. I'm like, I created that. Like, I was like, oh shit, I, I didn't know that was you. I was like, I was like, oh yeah. So it's it's really crazy, like knowing like um, I'm not used to it yet. But like when people tell me like, oh man, like you know my friends know you, you know much love from this place and that place. So thank you for your content. It feels really good because I'm glad that I, you know, number one, I'm sort of keeping Dragon Ball alive because I love Dragon. Ball. I want people to love Dragon Ball. So. With my memes, I try to keep Dragon Ball alive as much as it can because it's, it's to me, I love the anime. So if I can make people engage and talk about Dragon Ball every day, that's what I do. So yeah, that's why I started making memes pretty much. Damn, man. That's a really cool story. Uh, that, damn, we just covered so much. Like, you kind of just rolled into the next question that I wanted to ask oh, you. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Well, it's it's not a bad thing. You you just have a natural progression of the way that you tell the story, like the way I laid out the questions, but you just fucking rolled because you're that good at it. I would like to take a look at your memes. Is that cool? If we do like a screen yeah, share on the video? Cool. Because, yeah. uh, like, I kind of want to pick your brain a little bit on just like, what was the thought okay. process on doing this meme? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I don't think I want to just stuff. say um, I think it's really interesting that someone that looks like you are doing this because it, it just yeah I, I feel like it just opens up the field because I feel like a lot of people yeah. wouldn't think that someone like African American could make a Dragon Ball page that could be big and stuff like that. I do mm. get that a lot. Like a lot of people think I'm a dude. Like a lot of people will like DM me and be like, oh, are you a guy? Are you just like trying to be a girl? I'm like, no, I'm a girl. I'm a black woman that likes Dragon Ball and Goku. Yes, I exist. Surprise. I know it's not a lot of us, but yep, I'm here. Hi. So pretty yeah. much. Yeah. So <laughs> but, let's take a look here. So, like, the only this is a saying that 
This is what? like a, a good opinion one. With Piccolo now getting his potential unlocked by the Dragon Balls, he is now a strong enough character to fight alongside Goku and Vegeta in battle. That's one of those like almost like no shit ones. But oh yes, yeah. This is oh. a this was an obvious. But in the comment section, so uh-huh. all become non-canon. Oh, I mean, I guess people have other ways to kind of go at it, huh? This movie is a joke. Well, yeah. no, this won't be shown in the anime nor manga anymore. <laughs> Damn, such poor running. Did you uh, did you like DBS Superhero Tag? Uh, I watched it, um, but I didn't watch it with the tub- subtitles. So I didn't watch the whole thing. I only watched the clips that I wanted to watch because, again, I'm a content creator. I had to watch. I had no choice. A lot of people are like, oh, no, I'm going to wait till August 19th. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to make content on it. If you get mad, oh, well. You're, not, you're going to get spoiled with the movie anyway, so it really doesn't matter. But I did love Dragon Ball Super Superhero. Did I like the 3D graphics? Not so much. But, you know, I love, I'm a biased Dragon Ball fan. Everything Akira Toriyama gives out, I'm going to love it, appreciate it, and watch it. So you tell it, asking me, do I like the Akira Toriyama adapted movie? Your, your answer is always going to be, my answer is always going to be yes, because I'm a huge Dragon Ball fan. So I love it. And then I watched Toyo Taro's interview and he said he watched it four times. So I, I can't, I'm just like excited. I have my tickets and stuff already. I'm, I'm, I'm dripped. I want to go dripped out in Dragon Ball gear. I'm, I'm ready to see this movie. I'm like hype as shit. Hell yeah. That's dope as hell. Let's huh? see. Gohan is the only half-breed Saiyan that can surpass Goku and Vegeta in power without needing intense training. Which, because the deus ex machina fucking factor of him just being like, oh, I'm pissed! Ah! Yeah. I assume, right? That's where we're going at. Gohan uh-huh. is a W. Gohan ain't beating Vegeta in a death battle. Gohan does it, then Goten Go- can do it too. I don't know. But you see how... So when I say, you see, it's like a blanket statement. It's like Gohan is the only half free saying that can surpass Goku and Vegeta in power without needing to train. That's something everybody, if you watch the Cell Saga, the Saiyan Saga, Garlic Jr., you know that this is something that people already know. But it's all about the image, the statement. And then people in the comments, I'm like, oh no, Vegeta, go Tan, go Trump, Trump. You know, they're going to come. But my point is, is that I want people to engage. Give your opinion. Was I wrong? Was I right? Do you agree? Don't you agree? Was this like, a lie, you know, things so, like that. So I just love whenever you do one of their voices, you start with "Oh no," which is something that I definitely do. But the way your voice sounds <laughs> when you do it is so fucking funny. Like to me. That's what they sound like to me. They all sound like high pitched. Like I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. They just, they, they, like, weaves. You can say it. Yeah, weaves. There you go. They just sound <laughs> like high pitched weaves. Oh no! <laughs> I, I hear a lot of like. In your comment section, I imagine your comment section, if it had one sound or like one word to describe it, it would be actually. Like actually. Just, actually. Yeah. That yeah. it bro, I was I can say one thing wrong and it's always somebody that runs in and they be like, but actually. I'm like, bro, like, okay, like who that's just but, the Dragon Ball fandom. It's so, one of the exactly. fandoms in the world. It, it is because it's just the Dragon Ball fandom. You're right, Rishon. But also, she's a woman. Also, she's black, dude. Like, triple threat for any fucking yeah. white boy who feels like he needs to prove somebody wrong today about Goltan could do it too, actually. You know what I mean? Like, they be on my ass. You don't understand how many men come at me because, like, oh, here go Black Bone. She don't know what she's talking about. And I'm like, stating something that's true. Like, I'll state, like, the most obvious thing, like, oh, yeah, she don't know what she's talking about. I'm like, bro, you think I just made this up because I was bored? Like, what are you talking about? 
Like I don't. What? See this? Yeah. This one is a little. Oh, that's a little out there. Maris, this oh, one. The Saffron to intervene in immortal affairs. He also goes down as the only angel to be stripped of his powers and be resurrected. That's a statement. That's true. Oh, that actually that might be true then. I just read the I, first part yeah. where it said Mars is the only angel to sacrifice himself to intervene in mortal affairs. I was like, oh, that, that could possibly not be true. But the rest of that, yeah. yeah but it no, be it's true, true because <laughs> we you could say Weiss has in, intervened in mortal affairs, but he definitely didn't sacrifice himself or anything like that. I mean, I think it's yeah, crazy. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, well, we don't know the whole lore of Dragon Ball, though. You know what I mean? It's well, that would be kind of like a hypothetical. When I make my memes, I just go off with the knowledge that we're presented. Like, if I were to do a, a Beerus versus Broly, like, I can't really guess how strong Broly has. I mean, Beer, I mean not Beerus, or uh, Jiren versus Broly. I can't go off a hypothetical. Like, I only go off of, I don't know what the previous angels have done. I only go off what we know. You know what I mean? So I feel what you're, I feel what you're saying. Uh, as much hate as the Sandman outfit gets, Gohan made it look badass in his battles. I love the Sandman character, man. When he freaking first dresses up in that shit and he's like showing it off to Trunks and he's just like, mm, don't ask me, man. <laughs> you don't want to hear what I have to say about that. But you're right, though. He, he always manages to look real badass. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He does. I, I I really enjoyed making this meme because I did. I love Gohan when he takes the green, all the green off, and he just has the black like kind of suit or speedo. yeah. When they're doing the body thing, yeah, yeah, like he looks really, like he looks badass when he has the whole the whole black on or whatever. And then he looked really cool when he went up against some um, the Spavovich guys. So um, I don't like the. I think it's only the helmet that that's a turn off. But other than That's that, what I was gonna say. yeah, everything he looks badass without the helmet. I don't know why he has that like bug type RoboCop head. Like he could have took like, what do you need that for, bro? Yeah, like, it's a uh, it's a reference to uh, fucking Super Sentai, probably like Power Ranger yeah. shit. But I like when he trades in the helmet and just gets the sunglasses and the bandana oh. for the tournament. Love that look way more, way cooler. What about the Piccolo outfit? I mean, oh hell yeah! I was talking. This one was just specifically about uh, Gohan's um, Sandman outfit because I think Gohan's Sandman outfit gets way too much hate. But other than that, like I, I love, uh, I love Gohan's uh, like Piccolo outfit is my favorite. He looks badass with Piccolo's outfit on. I love that they changed that in the manga for the Tournament of Power when they just put uh-huh. him in the purple outfit for whatever reason. But I like that they gave him the purple outfit again in this movie and also at a certain point gave him a cape for a minute. Right. Seeing him in that outfit all grown up as an adult, like, pretty cool. Very cool. I loved it. Hit me right in the nostalgia. Uh, so you definitely saw a superhero and you said Moro's one of your favorite arcs. So you're keeping up with what's going on in the Granola arc right now in the manga? Yeah, I'm keeping up with pretty much everything. Um... I know the events of Superhero. I know what happened in the moral arc. I know I'm pretty much caught up on chapter 86. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, I'm caught up on pretty much everything right now. Waiting for the next chapter, see what, what Alex's going to do and everything, you know. So, so I, I, mean, bitch about, I bitch about it all the time. I hate the granola arc. I think it's very, 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 very bad. What's your impressions been of it overall? Um, I would say it's like, I wouldn't say it's bad because I've been hyped about certain moments. Like, when we saw Bardock and we saw Ultra Ego, like, I think it was, it was good to, it was good for kind of, like, to die down 
for what happened in Amarok, because Amarok was intense. It was brutal, it was blood, you know, people were getting packed up, dying. So I think that it was a very much kind of jokey type of thing to kind of lighten the mood of how serious, you know, um, the Moorark got. Um, but is it my favorite? Was it good? No, because I don't like, I told you like in the beginning, I don't like those arcs where everybody's not involved. I've never liked any arc where it's just a Goku and Vegeta show. I do love Goku, but I love seeing when he, when he has teamwork, when you see Gohan, you see, you know, Krillin 17, 18, like the Tournament of Power would be one of my favorites. Um, the only reason why Tournament of Power isn't is because those characters, were, they were kind of miscellaneous. They weren't like huge, impactful. Like, think about it. You remember what Tien or Krillin was doing? Like, no, it was insignificant. So some like the more <laughs> where everybody was important is kind of like, you know, to me, it was amazing. But the granola arc with Goku and Vegeta just getting, you know, going against the strongest in the universe with Dragon Balls, it was like, it was boring and mediocre and very cheating and very just lazy. But did I love that? Do I love that Vegeta has a new, has a new transformation? Hell yeah. I think that's really good. And I think I love that they brought it back to Bardock and the Saiyans. We got a little bit of character development for Bardock, which was really cool. So I would, I would say I love it for certain moments, but overall, it's not my favorite. It's just mad repetitive, I feel. Like, it's seriously like, Goku's gonna fight Granola, now Vegeta's gonna fight Granola, now Goku's gonna fight him again. Oh, Gas is here. Goku's gonna fight Gas, Gas is gonna fight Granola, Vegeta's gonna fight Gas. Like, it's just so effing repetitive, and uh, I feel like it started in a pretty cool place. Like, I'm never against Dragon Ball doing stories with just uh, Goku and Vegeta. They're two of my favorite characters. Anyway, I can definitely deal with a story that's based around them. And they give you this yeah. new powerful character in Granola, and they kind of give him the soft... I mean, it's almost like the Sephirgin, uh backstory for Baby in Dragon Ball GT. It's very, very similar vibes to how that was set up. Yeah. Like, it, you know, planet erased by the Saiyans back when, last of a fucking dying uh-huh. breed, and we're going to be the one to take revenge. It's super similar vibes to the Baby Saga. I like GT more than most people. I was about it. But as they have kind of made it more seemingly about Goku and Bardock versus Granola actually getting his revenge. That's what I thought it would be. They do the cheap out of like, we're going to wish to be the strongest with the Dragon Balls and then we're going to do it again. And it's like, well, I imagine Gas and Granola will cancel each other out at some point. Goku and Vegeta will factor into the final win. Of course, how could they not? But it's not going to be their win. It'll be Granola's win. And we'll see Granola. uh, We'll see Goku and Vegeta get some, a new transformation, some cool character right. development. I'd be cool with the idea of Vegeta coming out of this arc with Ultra Ego, Goku having uh, had his interest piqued by, you know, Bardock and wanting to learn more about the Saiyans. But it right. seems like, uh, I don't know what's going to happen next month. I mean, I guess we kind of all have to wait and see what happens with Elec. But yeah. I just, the Bardock stuff wasn't my favorite. Like, leave the man alone. Uh, they keep bringing Bardock back through different points of super, not even super, even just, um, Jocko the Galactic Patrolman manga. That's when they first redid the Bardock story. And then they animated yeah. it in the Broly movie. And now they brought him back again in this arc. And I don't think they had to use him at all in this arc. So every time you bring back Bardock to tell me um, he actually wasn't that bad of a dude. And he had a conscience. And he had a soul. It makes me think to myself, so what the fuck is so special about Goku then? Because Goku's whole appeal to me, at least, as a kid, and it kind of the more they touch Bardock, the less sacred this feels for me. But like, 
Goku was so the opposite of what everyone else in his lineage and what his race was. He wasn't cold-hearted. He wasn't just out to kill people, even though he was big and strong and powerful. He was kind-hearted, helped people, whatever. So the more you tell me his dad was also a good guy, and that's why Goku's probably a good guy, too, I'm just like, shut the fuck up about Bardock. Just let Goku right. be Goku. <laughs> right, yeah. I agree with you. It's kind of like... um to think about what Bardock's um, significance to the granola arc was, it's kind of hard to kind of like uh, figure out like what, like what, what, he, I agree with you because again, like he, I thought he was going to be like a push for Goku, like to go up against gas, like he was going to get this insane power boost and then, you know, do something like amazing. But when he met, when he, when he remembered Bardock, it wasn't like a significant, like, Thing. like he's just like oh okay well oh, now i remember my parents and then you know goku and vegeta slightly turned put on some saiyan gear and then they turn put their regular gear back on and then it's just like then they go into the battle with gas and it's just like okay so we did this whole arc for for what <laughs> so, Dude, you just knocked that shit out of the park everything that's wrong about bardock being in this arc okay because the bardock flashback happens i'm like i want to watch this fight see what it does, see how he manages to beat gas. There has to be, like, some kind of weak spot, or a trick, or a technique, or something. Nope. Mm. He just, like, beat him up real bad, and then his brother came and rescued him, and Bardock escaped. That was it. And then the recording, I'm like, oh, he's gonna say something. They're gonna hear something that gives them a tip on how to beat gas. Nope. It just helps Goku remember who his dad is. And then he has that right. moment where it looks like he's about to transform. He doesn't. Next chapter, like you just said, they're just putting on Saiyan armor. And then he goes back to the battlefield, all cool, comic collected, having now known about his dad. What a bunch of bullshit. Rayshon, did I just cut you off? No, you didn't really cut me off. All I was going to say about, like, the bra- um, Bardock stuff was, I was, when you were saying that you hate, because it, it changes, like, the whole reason why Goku, like, was good and stuff. I was going to say, well, it could just show, like, you know, it wasn't just the Earth that changed Goku, you know what I mean? It was just, right. it was, they both were outliers. What I think it did for him in the um the granola arc, because like right after all that stuff, he kind of goes into ultra instinct again, but he does he does he does it in like his regular base form. And for some reason, I figured that was something he got from talking to, I mean, listening to his dad talk and everything. But one thing about Goku, I feel like, except for like Gohan, the one that raised him, he doesn't really show him to be that empathetic when people dies. Oh, uh, <laughs> what, dude? When Krillin dies the first time in the Tenkaichi Budokai, the twenty-second Budokai at the end of that, and Goku screams through the fucking street and just grabs his shit and runs in one direction in an effort to go find his best friend's murderer. You gonna tell me that dude doesn't get Rayshon? You saying it's a lot of wild shit today, man? What's up? Are you okay? Mm, yeah, touche. Not also, a Super Saiyan on Namek, that's the obvious Krillin death that... What do you mean? Yeah. Wait, you're saying that Goku doesn't have any emotion? No, I would, say, I, I, I would say that I feel like Goku really responds to a lot of people's deaths, but I mean, you did get uh, two great examples. Episode 105, when Master Roshi almost dies for a minute in the Tournament of Power? I was like, some of the most hard tier... Uh, well, when we say characters that shit? aren't really close to Goku, let me just say strangers. I, I mean, like strange. I do mean, you kinda, fucking yeah. cry when you see somebody dead in a car accident on the other side of the highway as you go to work in the morning? 
I don't. I'm yeah. just like, oh shit, I'm gonna be late. This accident is pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. I ain't gonna hold you. When I used to catch the bus, you know, you know, it's, it's sad that you know some people would go. I mean, the train. It was sad. Some people would like go, like they would, you know, jump in front of it. But a lot of people were just mad because they were like, you know, <laughs> I gotta wait to go home. And I was just like, yeah, that's really sad. But a, a majority of people, like when you get to, like when you're about to go home at around four or five o'clock, somebody want to, you know, do, you know, unalive no, on, on the train. It's like a majority of people like, dang, now I got to wait to go home. So a lot now of people are very like non-empathetic to that. It's like, now I got to find another way to get home now. They want they care more about the delay to get home than actually loss of the life. And, you know, that's just kind of like human nature. Like, right now, we, we don't, we only care when it's something personal, be honest. Oh, like, my I don't God. Think I want to care about some old lady in a nursing home who's 70 years old and, like, she's a, you know, heart attack away from dying. Like, I mean, he protects the earth, but see, he, don't, he don't think about the specifics. See, I feel like that's the difference between him and Midoriya from My Hero. If you watch My Hero, I don't yeah, know. I watch My it. Hero. I feel like that's the difference between because I was arguing with somebody about is Goku a hero type of character, and I was like, he's not a hero type of character. It depends so, on which version you watched as a kid. If you watched the tsunami dub as a kid, he, he should feel like a hero in your brain on the hope of the universe speech and all that shit. Like, we get it, bro. You're Japanese Superman. He should feel like a hero in Japan. He's definitely more along the lines of somebody who's always interested in like improving himself and testing his upward limits. And a lot of the times those interests align with beating a big evil guy that just came to Earth who wants to blow its ass up. So, I mean, you I think he's still a hero in either respect. In my personal opinion, it's son fucking Goku. Let's be real. He's a hero to all of us. Be real. But in America, he, they definitely give him like the spit shine on the I am the hope of the universe, the one true voice of light and whatever the fuck that speech is, dude. Mm-hmm. It all depends. I mean, to me, it's like Goku. Sh- Goku wanting to be strong is is what makes him kind of like a like it intimidates people around him. So it's like he's going to intimidate a lot of people who, you know, he's probably defeated. A lot of people he's overpowered. A lot of people he's embarrassed. You know, like the Red Ribbon Army. Like we got a whole movie because of what Goku did in the, almost <laughs> decades ago. You know what I mean? Like he, if Goku would actually have finished the job, we wouldn't have never got like you know the Cell Saga. We wouldn't have got like a superhero. You know what I mean? Seventeen, eighteen type shit. So you know a lot of the reasons why you know I want to me personally. Um, do I think Goku's a hero like Superman type? All my type? No, like he don't come in and be like, oh hi citizens, I'm here. Don't worry about it. Like he's not like Superman. Like he's just like. Oh, a strong enemy has appeared? Oh, I can't wait to fight him. But then it's like the recoil is, in a, you know, the, save the, the universe. Yeah, I, I save the universe. You mean? Like I get a fight in and I <laughs> save the universe. Like that's a, that's a killing, knocking two birds, you know? He li- he living the best of dreams. Like, shit. <laughs> you know, it's a coincidence, you know, shit. Like, you know, I didn't even know I saved, like, I didn't even know I saved the universe. I just wanted to fight, you know? So. <laughs> I actually so is he a superhero? No, but to me, he a superhero by mistake, I guess he's, he's a hero of sorts, certainly. Yeah. Whether people are aware of what he does for them or not, I mean that's a different story. I did an episode probably like at this point, well over three years ago, which was uh 
what was it? It was like Superman versus Goku versus All Might. And that was the, something like that was the title. I'm probably mixing up the order right now. But it was talking about how Goku, when I say Japanese Superman there, I don't mean in the sense of what Superman does in his day-to-day being a citizen. I mean, truly, like, in terms of the origin story. And then how Japanese, Japanese All Might, Christ, how All Might is, uh, because it came, the idea came from a quote from Horikoshi, who does the My Hero Academia manga. And he talked about how everyone always draws the comparison between All Might and Superman, but when he was making All Might, whatever reason he really had son goku on the brain so it made me kind of think about like what those connections might have looked like in his brain and kind of break them down a little bit i think all might and superman i think all might is really japanese superman but goku and superman's very similar origin stories like last to escape their planet sent to earth end up becoming the savior all that shit they definitely go about it in very different ways but you know what man his dad was a really fucking nice guy. So Goku, I guess, is a nice guy too. That's great. That's really great. Yeah. You have you have any uh, predictions on how this arc's gonna wrap? Hopefully, in a couple weeks. Here we're recording this on what's today, the fourth of August. So this might be out. I think the week before, maybe the week after, maybe the week of the manga. You have any predictions for chapter eighty-seven? How granola wraps? Um, of course. Think Frieza coming right now? I think is is do I think Frieza's coming? Probably not. I don't think we're gonna see Frieza this arc. I doubt we will. Frieza's probably like on a whole another galaxy. Probably don't even care about what's going on. How I think it'll probably end. I think the last chapter was probably end. I think this is kind of like the the we're gonna go into that whole you know that whole calming moment where they probably gonna it's gonna be more dialogue and Alex probably gonna collect his brother and they're gonna go run off somewhere. Um. But I think that's just pretty much it. I think the battle's over. I don't think Alex, I don't think the dragon is art in, in any more than what it is. I think the hype, we've already, they already said that we are, we were at the climax of the arc. So I don't really think that there's going to be like any more big surprise. I mean, unless Alex like kind of, you know, destroyed like a whole cell moral type thing. We, oh yeah, I'm going to turn the hues and blow everything up type thing. I don't know. But, you know, other than that, I don't really see, um, a huge unexpected thing happening. Alec might—I don't see Alec like changing his ways or some shit. But um, I don't know. I think it just—I think Alec might just collect his brother that's packed up on the ground right now, and they might just go off planet somewhere. And I don't know. I might—they might call Jocko and get them all locked up or something. Man, I wish Jocko would show up and arrest these fucking clown shoes and this yeah. goddamn arc on a cl- on a clown note on a high note. But. For me, the thing that kind of has bugged me a lot about this arc was there was so much emphasis put on the wish for when they became the strongest. Where like, like you're gonna burn through the rest of your power, the rest of your lifespan, and we've yet to see that happen with granola, and we've yet to see that happen with gas. And they like put a pretty strong emphasis on, even though you've condensed the last whatever. I think he's fifty when he makes the wish. They have a lifespan of 150 years, so he takes his final 100 years and condenses it down to three years. They like give a pretty implicit warning, like. Hey, man, don't go out there powering up all crazy because you can burn through three years real fast. And they've said similar shit about gas as recently as last chapter where he made an allusion to the idea that uh, I feel so powerful. I'm burning my cells like like their energy or something. Mm-hmm. We're like, yo, that's right. You're going to die, man. And it right. seems like both these dudes might walk away from the fight. Maybe Alec has an ace up his sleeve. Maybe he made a secret wish. Who knows? I'm starting to think maybe they'll just drop that plot thread, too. That was another one. The wish was made off screen for 
literally zero reason and then that comes back all fucking shady like yeah i didn't do anything else at all <laughs> but another one just fucking dropped bro og73 that's the one i'm still pissed about since the original goddamn chapter of this <sighs> i can't wait till it's over yeah, that was kind of that was a stressful thing i did i don't know if you guys know who armorland gaming is on youtube yeah um i did a uh i did a dual like um youtube video in where we basically talked about um we had talked about like the predictions of what what's Alex's next move? Like, what's he plan on doing now that he doesn't have kind of like his bodyguard with no gas now to protect him? So, like, we kind he he said that <clears throat> he might um, use OG seven three as like a leverage to try to team up per se with Frieza. But I'm like, bro, like Frieza could. My prediction to him was like Frieza could just fucking destroy him and. <laughs> Like, you ain't about to bribe me with OG 70. I'll just destroy all of y'all and take them. Like, and that's the type of time Frieza is on. So um, I don't think Alec has any more options. OG 73 does have all that information and things that Frieza could use. But, I mean, I don't really see Frieza showing up. To, I really don't see Frieza showing up. I, I really don't. I, I think this is the end, end all be all, be honest. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I don't think, I, as much as I would love if Frieza showed up and we just like, I heard y'all, you, you guys were talking shit about me, trying to like do some diabolical shit behind my back, pew, 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 through all their chests. I'd love to see that. I don't think it's going to happen either. To give my theory on how I think it's going to end, I think if it ends like the next chapter, it ends, I feel like Frieza is going to have to come in and do like a fast kill type of thing. Cause I just, I just feel like, um, Alec has to die because I, I, in my mind, Gas and Granola are gonna die at the end of this arc just because they made that wish. So they're gonna have a consequence oh, to that. That's a good guess. My other thing, I do have, I do think that one thing that could come into play for Alec is since Gas is like knocked down on the ground right now, he could have OG seven three come and just like just hit his neck right now, and basically have all Gas powers right then, and then you basically oh. have uh another bodyguard that basically is as strong as the strongest person in the universe and can basically yeah. beat any person you need so i do feel like that's something that could come into play and it could drag the arc a little bit but i don't feel like elec is the type of if like if it is the end i don't feel like elec is the type of character that's gonna go down with the rest of his brothers because all his other brothers and sisters went with um to go find gas i feel like elec is probably gonna leave the planet or some shit or yeah i feel like gone. he's definitely gonna run away i love the idea of tying og73 into the finale of this although i don't think they'll do that either but like if he did do that use og73 to copy the power that gas has before gas dies and gets the fuck off the planet end of the arc we see elec somewhere down the road with a gas og73 hybrid fine just get this arc over with man i am all That's how I'm, I'm just ready for it to be over. Right. I did the math out the other day. I have the I have it around here somewhere. Uh, hold on. Mm-hmm. For the only reason why my main reason for saying that is because I remember they said that um they had went to that one guy that was like all knowing and had asked them questions and shit. So in my mind, I feel like they already know that Gas was probably going to lose unless he's not as all knowing as I think. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah, the dude with the... Uh, why can't I think of his name right now? Zuno, that's his name. Uh, so here's the math, ready? So Moro, chapter 42 to chapter 67, that's 25 chapters in total. Of the 87 chapters, 28.7% of this motherfucking manga was dedicated to Moro. Moro, I think, much more enjoyable. 
granola, on the other hand, is 67 to 86. So 87 for next month. So about 20 chapters. 22.9, So still almost a quarter of the manga run that we've been reading for the last few years. But it's felt like twice as fucking long, man. Like, yeah, it's been very poorly paced. I'm ready to have it over and done with. But I guess we'll see in a couple of weeks when this chapter drops. We shall see. I cannot wait. I can't wait to see the spoil. You know, we always get the spoilers. So we mm. shall see what happens. Yeah. So we're recording we'll on a Thursday. Yeah, we'll get them next Friday, I believe. Um, so that'll be cool. Get the spoilers, and then I'll probably do an episode on that at some point in between. Um, but we're coming up on the end of it. I guess we'll see what this granola arc holds. But I'm really just kind of interested, Tay. I know that you're like meme queen blowing up, and everyone knows your stuff from that, and they're sending you your own memes, and they don't realize you made them. But like, what's the goal? What's the long term play? What do you? What other things are you trying to do beyond memes, or is it just what you like to do? What's the, what's the plan? Um, my next goal again. I'm starting my YouTube, but I don't. I don't really. I just. I kind of like just go with the flow like me i'm known for my memes now i'm never going to stop making memes like i'm never gonna like just never gonna be like me moving to youtube and like you know stop making me because that's what I, I love to do i love to give my thoughts and meme form so and people love them it gets my name out there and things like that so <clears throat> that's the next goal for me right now um and just take it day by day and see you know where i elevate from i've been doing content for like a year and a half now and i've grown i can't believe how big i've grown how many people i've i've met i'm you know celebrity one i have i have one celebrity that i talked to about dragon ball it's the craziest thing i don't know if you guys ever heard of bob um oh, for real, the rapper yo i've been to see his show before you got the nastiest yeah. guitar player <laughs> like super dope like he dm'd it's crazy probably a little story like he dm'd me and he on my personal page and he was like it's crazy because he's a fucking celebrity and i love his music he, he dm'd me and he's like he's like oh my god you're a black balma and i'm like yo you're me on me like you're like he's dming me like he's a fan of mine and i'm like bro like you're fucking a celebrity talking asking me am i black balma it's the craziest fucking situation i've ever been in because like i follow him it's like imagine like a blue check celebrity. I don't want to call them that, but of course he's a celebrity. It's like DMing you, you know, excited to about something you've made. So he followed me back on Twitter. He followed me on IG and he literally just sends me like um, Dragon Ball memes and stuff. He's super cool. He's super dope. He's super funny. And he's super down to earth. Like I didn't fangirl. Like we just literally talk about Dragon Ball stuff. He's a cool person. He's really dope. And it's just really cool to have like a celebrity like like, bro, like, he's a Dragon Ball fan. Like, this is crazy to me, man. Like, in my That's brain, I have a running list of, like, celebrities who fuck with Dragon Ball in my head, and B.O.B. was nowhere <laughs> near that list, but... Um, you wouldn't think. You wouldn't think. I would never in a million years know that he was a Dragon Ball fan. It's like, you would, you would, I wouldn't even, I wouldn't even know. Like, but he's a huge Dragon Ball fan. He loves it, and he's super dope and super cool. So it was really cool having him DM me and, and he sends me memes and stuff. And I'm always shocked when he sends them to me because he's like, you know, I got to treat him like he's a regular person. And I'm just like, bro, B.O.B. just sent me a Dragon Ball meme. Like, <laughs> it's super cool. Like, <laughs> you understand? I'm like, bro, when I see his messages, I'm like, bro, like, it's crazy. But other than that, like, yes, yeah, it's, it's just really, really cool just seeing my page elevate and people, how many people I'm out reaching out to and recognizing my my content so it's a good feeling pretty much yeah 
Beautiful. Well, I mean, um, B.O.B. reaching so out. I mean, dope. like if Thundercat like responded to one of my memes or something like that, I'd probably have a heart attack and fucking die. Like, yeah, straight up die. I'd be it. I'd be over with. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Like even doing a video on really gaming, I, I, I follow him for a while and uh, watch his videos and his takes and his um, fan drawings and everything. And then when he reached out to me and was like, yeah, let's do a collab video when we talk about Alec and Frieza, like I'm fangirl. I'm like, bro, like this is Ireland gaming. Like, you know, everybody knows who he is. And I'm just, I can't like the videos on his channel right now. I'm like, bro, like I like been watching him for so long. I never would have thought like Black Boma would be on his channel, but there it is. So, and that's why I just go around telling people, I know a lot of people who want to be content creators, they're a little bit smaller than who I am, but I just kind of like let people know that, you know, keep going, keep pushing, be unique, don't copy people and just be motivated and you know, just keep pushing and then, you know, you'll, you know, you'll get to where you want to go. And that's kind of like how I go about it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I thank you for sharing that at the end there. It's beautiful for people like me and Brayshawn to hear, like, I don't Mm -hmm. think we're ever going to hit your kind of audience, but like, it's very cool to hear how you got to be super risky. Like I'll make a post and I'll say, man, Goku's the best character in all of anime. Yeah. It's like, I don't have the I did that. I made that post on Twitter and it went viral. Like so many people adding me and so many people on TikTok adding me. And it's like, I can't believe like so many of the characters, Bakugo, Asta. And I'm just like, bro, I don't care. Like, but thanks for sharing my tweet, bro. Like, that's all I that's all I care about. Like you, I, of course, that's a, my biased opinion. But you know, if you gonna share my meat and my tweet and get my name out there, then okay, yeah, Asta's better than Goku, sure. <laughs> oh, I wish I had one ounce of that. Don't give a shittedness. I'm like, oh no, someone doesn't like me in the replies. Uh, I'll just ignore it for a while or tell them to go fuck themselves. It's one or the other, nowhere in between. <laughs> Yeah, that's what I have. I just, I don't, like, I like the troll and I like to push people buttons, but it's really ultimately just to kind of get people talking, get people, oh, you want to get a little triggered, but just know I'm only doing it because I want people to have conversations. Like, I've had people say, yeah, I met a friend through your post. I met, like, you know, a group of people, like, we talk about Dragon Ball. I've talked to them about Dragon Ball. Like, so many people have connected through my posts and made friends with each other and even like my Facebook friends I talk to about Dragon Ball all the time we DM each other and talk about the chapters it's like so many people I've met in the community that are really like friends that has been through my journey with Black Woman with me and they're really super dope so other than that like yeah it's just kind of like it's it's just me triggering people but just more so so I can get people to talk and have conversations not just look at my stuff and scroll past it like if you if you look at my content, you scroll past it. I didn't do a good job, and and that's kind of like that. That's that's my that's my personal kind of like quote of what I do. Like if you look at my stuff, like oh no, that's bland. Like that's like no, nah, I didn't do something. I didn't do right. So yeah, beautiful. Okay. Well, I like I, that. That's making me rethink some of my content ideas. Right. I mean, <laughs> as somebody, who, I, I'm somebody who like listens to creative marketing podcasts sometimes when I'm yeah. like feeling in a rut or like need some ideas or whatever. So talking with you about this stuff toward the end here, independent of Dragon Ball, has been really cool to hear. So thank you for sharing that stuff. Oh, absolutely. No problem. I, I, I try to give as much advice as far as content creating as I can, because I know a lot of people who, you know, make content. They want to make it big. They want to have people listen. They want to have a huge fan base. And me, I started with just like two or three people liking my stuff, and now some of my shit has gone viral, but it took me time and failures and, and kind of like um, our trial and errors to get to where I am. And then it's like, you know, I'm still kind of early on, so 
Um, it's just kind of like, you know, be unique, be out there and kind of just, you know, be yourself and, you know, just don't give like for me, like I, I don't give up. Like I'll have some posts where I didn't do so good. But other than that, I know that the people who support me is going to be there either way. So, but yeah, I'm always here if you guys need like advice or anything. You know, I'm, I'm always available. Yo, it's funny that you said the word advice at the end, though, because I was just thinking to myself during the middle of this interview, right? We should get Tay on an advice podcast at some point in the future. <laughs> and listen, I'm all full of advice, bro. Every time, like people, I do editing, I do like, I'm analytics, I'm all types of stuff. Like I care about the numbers, the engagement, the followers. I tell you where you can post your stuff, where you can get good engagement, like I have a Facebook group right now with 100,000 Dragon Ball members, and I post all my stuff on there. I tell people, if you're a Dragon Ball content creator, post the links to your beer. If you, you stream Dragon Ball Legends or you play Kakarot or you do something, like bring it in my group. You know, that's, that's how I, that's how I kind of develop. Which group is yours, Tay? Um, I own Dragon Ball memes. I own a bunch of groups. Like I, I, I have a Ginyu Talk group. I have Dragon Ball. My biggest group that I own right now is called Dragon Ball Memes. Right. I'm gonna link some of your stuff in the show notes for this episode too, like your YouTube, okay. I'll link to your Facebook page, your Instagram, all that stuff. But I don't think I'm in that one, but I'm in so many Dragon Ball groups on Facebook, like the names start to run together on me, yeah, so I'm not uh, sure. You know, I'm in like I'm in probably like 30, 40 Dragon Ball groups, all the big ones. Same. So I don't kicked out of some. I moderate some, I'm you know, admin some, but pretty much yeah, but yeah, I'm here. If you got, you know, if you guys have, I love giving advice. One thing about me, I'm a share. I'm not, you know, like if you somebody with a nice shirt on, you like, yo, where you get that shirt from? I was like, oh yeah, it's just old. I don't remember. Me, I'm like, listen, I got it from Walmart in the men's section, and then like I'm gonna tell you, like I'm not the type of person that like gatekeeps, <laughs> you know, my secrets. I'll tell you what to do, what apps to use, what 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 to use for pro editing, all types of stuff. Because it's like you know, I understand. Because I've reached out to people try to get advice, and they left me on red so i understand like i i try to help as much as i can so yeah thank you for saying that i think i'm gonna have to schedule some time with you to pick your brain on some stuff but uh you've been super generous with your time tonight thank you so much all the links to taste stuff for black Bulma is going to be in the show notes of this episode Rayshon, my friend, i'll talk to you in a couple weeks for the manga i'm pretty sure so that'll be cool Uh, or if you want to give a little shout out to what we do on mondays I mean, that one's launching in a few weeks. Uh, the the Advice Pod will be starting up in its own podcast. I believe the date is Tuesday, September 5th. It might be the 6th, actually. I should be looking at a calendar and not saying this, but Advice Pod will be dropping in just a few weeks after you hear this episode. So it'll be in its own feed this year. Go rate and subscribe. Help people uh, find that. That'll be cool. I think we're just calling it the Advice Pod, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. But right now. Good name. Good name. All right, Tay, thank you so much. Rayshon, I'll talk to you soon, brother. And that's going to do it for Super Dope. Da 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 da. Black Bomba was Super Dope Podcast.